The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Hi-yo, DeGenerinos, and welcome to another exciting episode of the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 245. Um, Going to send that out to all the galaxy brains out there. Not the dangerous ones that spread false information, but just, just the ones that are out there. Because galaxy brains went 3-0 last night in the UFC. So, And I, we had all, no, I had all three of them uh, as, as my pick. My co-host did not, but we'll get into that momentarily thanks for coming to the show i would be jeff chalks Fox, one of your hosts the chalky one guess what i'm back baby not just back in your ear holes but back in the black back in black yeah back in black like acdc said i had a good night with my picks finally um hopefully we can build some, some momentum here even though the ufc has got the next week off but let's bring in my co-host he did not do quite as well as i did i don't even know how he can spin uh this he didn't do good in his recommended place he didn't do good on his on his regular place, he just lost money everywhere. But he's always he's Mr. Positivity. He always likes to have positive spins on things. He's also Mr. Enthusiasm. You may know him <laughs> as, the, as the Gumby God. It's Daniel Vreeland. Hello. So a couple of things. First of all, I, I always have a way to spin it. First, the the easy way to spin this one is o- almost no underdogs won. This is the one of the chalkiest yep. cards I've ever seen. There were two underdogs. One was only a plus 100 underdog, so not even really an underdog on that one. And I finally hit it. I finally hit, hit a dog. Yeah, the only underdog, and, and yeah, that that one's barely an underdog, and yeah. uh, and the only like actual real life underdog they hit was Jennifer Maya. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm fine. That. Yeah, and and I'm fine with that. If if it's a tough card for me because uh, I expected more dogs and literally none of them hit, uh, I'm okay with it on a chalky card. The other thing I will say is you're you're awfully gloatful and and made <laughs> a point of pointing out my bad recommended plays. Yours were also not good. Not not quite as bad, but yeah, they were. Yeah, not they good were also yeah. bad. <laughs> I only got three. I only got three fights wrong on the whole night, but two of them were in my recommended place. So that that kind of yeah. kind of hurt. That, that's not the goal, by the way. <laughs> yes. How did things go for you IRL in real life? It, uh, did you hit some nice props or anything to make it a good night for you? Um, not not a great night, I would say. Uh, Jack Della Maddalena, you know, helped out a little bit. Charles Johnson absolutely robbing Shalga Shal Magulov. Yep. Uh, that certainly helped. So like, right in, there were right a couple in retirement. He robbed him yeah. right in the retirement. Do okay. So so we we can kick off with this. Do yeah. you think? Do you think he stays retired? Uh, no, I think that was like John said in the. Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Uh, it was just like a heat of heat of the moment, anger type of thing. I, I would guess, but that's like assuming he still has a job. He, he's one in five in the UFC, so Chalgis yeah, but he, may. Uh, but he would I, fit I know in they're fine in like contentious. He he would fit in fine in like FNG or something like that, yeah. like one of those Russian brave. promotions. Yeah, like Brave would eat him up, and we're gonna talk about Brave uh, maybe tomorrow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, for sure. Yeah, so I don't know. He, he's got a lot of wives and a lot of kids to feed, so 
knows? <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, he got robbed. But hey, we were on the right side of that. One. He also <laughs> got kicked in the. He also got kicked in the balls three. That times. was just such a wild fight. It was just nonstop fouls, eye pokes and groin shots, and yeah, it was a wild one. And then yeah, uh, my favorite was we, the ref. Mm. The ref telling Charles Johnson like, "You better not kick him in the balls a fourth time, <laughs> <laughs> or I might give you another stern warning." Like he's still yeah. like no no points taken, so many fouls, like they just let it go. Luckily for us, because we were on the side of the fouler uh, more frequently than the foul e. So, um, but yeah, it was a uh, wild night to say the least. Uh, um, of course, I'm talking about UFC Fight Night, Zachukwu versus Kudalaba. What you say? Um, spit take, perhaps? It, it wasn't supposed to be Lewis versus Spivak. Yes, it was, but. Um, Derek Lewis had some tummy issues. I can say that now because it sounds like he is okay, but um, this is an ongoing thing with this guy. He always has to uh, empty his bowels or have stomach issues, but this time he did it before the fight and the fight got canceled. Yeah, I, I haven't caught the update. Do you want to do you want to update a little bit of no, uh, the, what that? The, they, they just said he has stomach issues. He had to get rushed to the hospital and then they said he has a clean bill of health. So that, oh, that's all weird. all I heard. So no, no real details. A, he had to take a big dump. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like I said, usually he saves that till after the fight, but yeah, until after the interview. So I don't know, but that was one of our dogs we had. We were riding. Yeah, in, in a prop I really like too in his KO yep. prop, uh, yep. which I I think I we saw on Wednesday at plus two thirty. So uh, yeah, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, and was part of our super fan Hungry Man John super fan parlay as well. So yeah, it, although the it, the first half the first half of yeah. that barely fell through and didn't happen. But yeah, uh, exactly. do you think this just gets added maybe to something like uh, let's say UFC 282, which probably is in two two or three weeks? That's December 10th. That wouldn't be a bad one to add and to to round out that card. Although that card's already got a lot of firepower, right? That like doesn't got... stop them anyway. That, that they love loading up the pay per views. So um, yeah, but but which uh, question? Which one of these do you take off of the pay per view main card? Because I assume Lewis uh, versus Spivak would have to be a main card fight. Would you no. take? You obviously can't take the title fight off. You can't take Blankovich versus Ankalaev off. You can't take Patty Pimblet off. So it's either Bryce Mitchell, Leah Tapuria, or I guess it's probably Robbie Lawler, or Santiago Ponzinibbio. Yeah, Derek Lewis is probably a bigger star than all those people you named, pretty much. Um, so, but that not not bigger than Patty Pimblett right now. Oh yeah, uh, maybe literally. after Jared Gordon kicks his ass. But like. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I can see Lewis uh, Spivak being the the feature belt on the on the prelims. That I wouldn't put it past him to do that. That's true. Although I'm yeah. pretty sure right now the feature bout is that Raul Rosas Jr. Oh yeah. Um, oh, which I think funny. they want to. I think yeah. they want to keep him there. Yeah. Yeah. We are speculating, of course. So, but um, hopefully this fight gets gets rescheduled soon, and hopefully Lewis is still a, a big underdog or a, a fairly nice underdog, so we can get. He's in probably going to be bigger bit. since it was his health problems, right? Yeah, like that that maybe. should probably bump him up even a little bit. Maybe unless people have heard this podcast since then. You know, we do move <laughs> lines. It's not just James Cross that moves lines. We move lines as well. Oof. That that's probably the story of the event, right? Yeah. Um, we we all wildly speculated because at the beginning of the event, uh, one of the announcers said that uh, James Cross could not be here today, and the reason he could not be there today is because the UFC told him he could not. <laughs> yeah, because of the <laughs> whole Miles John. Yeah, Miles John. Well, yeah. we don't know it's because of the whole thing. Yeah, but it's a pretty but... easy uh, connected dots, right? Yes, the whole um possible thrown fight or actually weird betting um what am i trying to say um 
the, the betting line plummeted uh, in the, or, or shot up, depending on what side you're on. In the, in uh, what was that? Two weeks ago? Three weeks yeah. ago? Yeah. In, yeah. Yeah. In, so here's here's a question I have for you though. Yeah. Is so Miles John said they told him the day before the fight or like shortly before the fight, which is why his I think his dad and his brother wound up in his corner because he had no backup cornerman there. Obviously, like, why would you bring an extra cornerman who is yeah. not going to corner you? So here's my question for you. Is is James was James Krause doing something else now that got him suspended? You know, like, could he have been did, did the UFC catch him giving out information on Derek Lewis, perhaps being a little sick or. Why did they wait until now to suspend him for the Derek Minner stuff that we saw weeks ago? Yeah, it's very good point. Um, UFC can be kind of Mickey Mouse sometimes as well and unorganized. So uh, it could just be, oh, yeah, that guy shouldn't be here. Um, but, yeah, it also could be the uh, Gen's going to be the whether they're under investigation or not. Yeah, that I, I kind of I kind of felt like that might be it, like he was doing something. And then when there was a fight cancellation shortly after they were like, he couldn't be here. I was like, uh, seems like he could have been doing that. But uh, again, I'm wildly speculating. This is clearly like the story of MMA right now. Um, most of these fights were inconsequential. So yes. we're going to fill our time uh, wildly speculating on potential betting. Uh, and this is, a, this is a betting podcast for crying out loud. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. This is the stuff we're supposed yeah. to talk about. <laughs> maybe people who don't know, um, one of Krause's fighters um, clearly was, Derek Minner clearly was injured heading into a fight. Uh, once we saw him fight, like, oh, this this guy was compromised and had real no, no real shot here. And there was some crazy line movement uh, leading up to the fight. So uh, there's speculation that uh, there's some inside information or, you know, um, coaches aren't allowed to gamble on fights anymore. Or, uh, so th- that could be something that they're looking at as well. So um, that is what we're talking about for, for any newbies that are on that are listening in. So, but we'll have to wait and see uh, how all that shakes out. So we will tell you how last night shook out for us. I already told you it shook out good for me, but uh, first I want to tell you about a win bet ready to win money and booster odds. Win bet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas dominated sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on win bet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. So they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbed.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbed is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, sorry, I, I know I put a bow on the James Cross stuff, but um, I think uh, I forgot the one main thing is there was some big line movement with the main event last night, or the original main event last night, right? Uh, Lewis and Spivak. So, so it, wasn't, you were, it wasn't, you were yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't quite as big as like the no. Minner stuff, right? Like the Minner stuff was like he went from being plus two twenty to like plus four hundred or right. or damn near plus four hundred. So like that's massive. And a lot of the bets, uh, people noted were first round TKO bets. Yeah. 
Um, so like clearly that that's like uh we know he's injured. He ain't gonna fight for very long. You know, there are bets on the under, bets on the the first round prop, bets on the KO prop. So like it was a lot of that. I don't know the structure of those bets, but um Spivak did go from like negative one ninety the day before to up to almost negative two fifty. Yeah, I'm so looking that's at like, the yeah, I'm looking at sorry, I'm looking at the chart right now and yeah, it yeah, it's all all within the last like a uh, few hours leading up to the fight, like the last day leading up to the fight, it just plummeted. Or or and that's right when and that's right when James Kraus seemingly was told he was not going to be in the corner of Miles Johns. Yeah. So like it, you know, I, I know he's got a you know like a a gambling group slash podcast situation. Um. It, it just feels like the UFC probably had their fingers or their fingers on the pulse this time, saw yeah. him give out some advice and were like, D- this dude's not allowed to be here. Yeah. About time that, uh, he, uh, that this is rearing its ugly head. Uh, the only sport that allows the participants to gamble up to a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. Uh, and it still just, does in other organizations for that matter. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, yeah. This is something they should have closed up ages ago, but anyhow, that's their problem, not ours. We are allowed to gamble on these fights, and we did last night. It was again at the UFC Apex, and it was Zachuku versus Kudalaba. Yeah, I was. I, it didn't. I didn't clue in right at first when I was. I was watching it. It wasn't on TSN up here, so I had to watch the UFC uh, Fight Pass. Uh, it, it was after the fact. I'm like, why is it? I didn't clue in that it was called something different. I was thinking, then like, wait a minute, does that mean Derek Lewis didn't fight? And then the old Google told me what happened. So our main event was. Kennedy and Zuchuku versus Jan Kudalaba. And Zuchuku, after um, getting himself r- rocked and then wrestled, um, Kudalaba did the classic, um, I'm not a fighter, so I, I really shouldn't criticize, but the classic, oh, I, I rocked the guy, I'm going to get into a clinch with him and let him recover, and then I'm going to take him down and let him recover some more instead of continuing to do what got me success in the first place. But anyhow, um, and Zuchuku survived on the ground with Kudalaba into the second round. It took a uh, low blow, uh, seemed to supercharge him. So maybe that's his superpower. Don't uh, kick and Kennedy and Sachiku in, in the cup because he got supercharged. He waved off, pushed off the ref uh, when the ref was trying to give him a break after the low blow and then proceeded to knock out Jan Kudalaba with knees and punches, one or two into the second round. Yeah, and, and I hear the low fight IQ argument here for Kudalaba for going to the clinch. And, and usually I, I agree with you. Like, if you rock a guy in the feet, don't yeah. shoot the takedown. It's a constant but, thing with people. It always happens. But anyhow. Yeah, with, with Kudalaba here, though, I, I don't think it's that big of an issue. Um, because, like, in the past, he's rocked people on the feet because he swings so hard, but also so wild. Because and, he's angry. He's an angry, yeah, yeah, angry he's man. A, he's a big, angry dude. Um, But... He's also gotten caught while he was trying to finish on the feet before. Yeah. Um. Like, if you look at those that Magomed Ankalaev fight, like he was swinging. He didn't necessarily catch Ankalaev, but like he was swinging big on Ankalaev, and he got caught. Um. And if he had like just shot the takedown or gone to to try to finish on the ground, like he, he might be in better shape that way because he is so much shorter than Chichuku. Chichuku is much more known for standing and trading than anybody else. So like, it, I think it makes sense at the end of the day to try that finish instead of trying to continue to throw on the, the feet. So I don't think it's as big of an issue with the Ankudalaba. Um, he probably should have tried to throw a little bit more punches or elbows or whatever once he was on top of him on the bottom, but uh, or on the mat rather. 
But uh, yeah, not a not a good fight here for Kudalaba at the end of the day because Zuchugu start, started to see how tired he was in the second round and just poured it on. Yep. Uh, are we firing Yon Kudalaba? Three straight losses, one win in his past. Let me Six see, fights. seven fights. Seven fights. Yeah. He's one's got, a draw though. Five losses one's in a draw. draw. Yep. Yeah. Um. I don't know. So there, there's multiple pieces here. On one hand, I would say record-wise, yes, definitely fire him. On the other hand, you know, the UFC really enjoys very exciting guys, particularly at light heavyweight. They tend to get a little bit more leeway. You haven't really seen a boring Ian Kudalaba fight, right? Like that that dude. Or weigh in. Yeah. Or, well, and that was going to be my third point, though. So like <laughs> very, very fun in the cage. Terrible record. Those two almost split. Do you think the UFC finds value in his shenanigans or they see him as just a headache because he's not all that big of a draw? Yeah, I think that's probably your tiebreaker here, right? Like he's exciting. Keep him around for as long as he's like viable. His record is starting to make him not viable. But then the question is, is like, does his bullshit draw eyes or does his bullshit just cause headaches? I think the main deciding factor here is, is he a household name? I don't think he's <laughs> well that he's fired. See, yeah, uh, I, I've turned you into softy. I'm the guy who always wants to fire anyone, but uh, we should probably talk more about the winner and then the loser. And Sachuku, uh, good win for him, you think? Uh, I mean, like he even said it in the post fight interview. He, in addition to thanking the janitors who work at the Apex, um, he also mentioned that like I, I'm a slow learner and I'm picking things up and I'm getting better. And and that for me is really like the tenor I have with him right now yeah. because. You know, he's 30 years old, which is not old for light heavyweight. Um, you know, he, he had kind of a couple of dud fights with Daun Jung and Nikolai Negumaranu, although I think he won the Negumaranu fight. I think that he got robbed there. Um, but now he's bounced back and he's beaten two people who he really should beat in Carl Roberson and in Ian Kudalaba. And Kudalaba, man, dude, he like he had him rocked. So, like, can you feel really good about a light heavyweight who got rocked in the first and was fighting somebody who couldn't finish him because like, you know, most guys at light heavyweight can finish that fight. Right. Yeah. And, and Zuchuku has always been hard to put away. Right. Carlos Alberg found that out. Danilo Marquez found that out. Now we on has found that out, but like, that's not a great trait to have at light heavyweight because as you move up the rankings, those guys will just put you away. Right. Yeah. Well, he's a headliner now, so look out. <laughs> uh. He is a, <laughs> you can't say he invented a UFC fight card. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I definitely would agree. He is a work in progress, definitely, at this point. Um, minus 175 we got him for, which was nice. Um, thank God Chase Sherman didn't win, because Dan would not have let me live this down. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know why. You... He won yeah, the first round. <laughs> he did. Well, on one card, yes. Uh, on another card. Oh, uh, yeah, excuse me. Yes, two. One person had it wrong and had... Uh, Waldo Cortez Acosta winning the first round, which wasn't correct. But anyhow, nope. the right person won. Waldo Cortez Acosta, salsa boy, beat Chase Sherman. 33, 27, 29, 28, 29, 28. Thank God. Um, I don't know why you people listen to Gumby. Any person who would suggest that you spend your hard-earned money on Chase Sherman really should not be trusted. But um, I had WCA at minus 220. Yuck. He 
he looked better, don't you think? He, like, I know it was only Did a few he? weeks since the last fight. I think he looked <laughs> better. He? Oh it, it's God. a small, it's it, it, it's a lot of room uh, like crap, for growth here. <laughs> so he, he, <laughs> he still looked better than his fight before, I think. The fight, the, not as many of the winging punches. Um, still can't check leg kicks, but luckily the only Sherman thing he just... did good was the winging punches. <laughs> it's true. Uh, that's right, that's trait. <laughs> Hopefully, but we keep saying, oh, well, actually, you did fade him this time, but we keep saying we're gonna fade him, but they keep serving him up these uh home run uh pitches. Baseball, the, they had lots of baseball jokes because he used to be a baseball player, but yeah, it was it was a heavyweight fight. He he is. Barely, barely a step above the auto fade heavyweights that we have. Yeah, well, that's um, all he's so fought they, so far. So <laughs> yeah, so once they fire all of these auto fade heavyweights, yeah. we start. He he becomes the auto fade heavy. He's not good. Um, no, no. The only I, I, reason I, I just think he looked a bit better, a bit better. I didn't say he was good. Don't I'm get me wrong. Sure. There, here. Well, well, here, here's here's the thing. So did he look a little bit better? Yes. Here's probably why though. Do I think he made any actual improvements? No. The shit he was doing wrong was the same shit he was doing wrong, yes. right? Like, he didn't check leg kicks. He got his leg kicks <laughs> jacked up. Why did he look better? Real simple. He was not worried about the takedown, yeah, which also true. caused him to get taken down by Chase Sherman. <laughs> <laughs> the dude got taken down by – which also just begs the question, like, Jared Vandera, what were you doing, dude? Where is that takedown in that yeah. fight? Are we um, firing Chase Sherman now? Four and ten yeah, in the UFC. I mean, like, we should, he should have been fired so long ago. Um, but he answers he the calls. He didn't quit, though. Him. He like he, he's a guy who, who I've seen quit before. He seemed like he was on the verge of quitting a few times in the fight last night, but I think maybe he was just tired because he didn't quit. He hung in there. Yeah, he, he was exhausted. I think those winging shots, like, really stunned him. And yeah. he was trying to shake the cobwebs out for most of the second. Dude, he threw. Did you see a couple of those? He, Waldo Cortez Acosta threw more than one standing hammer fist. Yeah, it was it was a heavyweight fight, Dan. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not saying he's good, and I'm probably not going to pick him in this next. But I said this before. More than but, one standing hammer fist. <laughs> okay, who who are they going to match him up with that he can beat? Oh, hang on. Let me let me get my. I've got a spreadsheet that's got. Uh, all of the fighters I. on. Hang on a second. UFC. It's got them by division. So let me pull yeah, that up. I did too. I, I didn't. I didn't Zach have it up. I didn't think. think Zach Palmaga is going back to light heavyweight. So not Zach Palmaga. Right. Lucas Brezki. Um, no, Brezki would kill him. How about um, Pleasure Brez- Man? Anton Turkoji. He's, he's, he's going back to light heavyweight too. Is he? Okay. Jared yeah, yeah, yeah. Vendera already fought him. Hamdi Abdelwahab. He'd wrestle the hell out of him. Jake Collier. Maybe Jake Collier. <laughs> okay. That's, that's probably the move. Jake Collier's right. probably the move. Good play right, right there. Maybe right. Dante Mays. Uh, yeah, maybe. Da- Dante yeah, Mays was... makes sense. He's yeah. lost to Hamdi Adelwab. Oh, uh, there you go. M-A- did they M-A- fire Josh Parisian yet? They fired Josh Parisian, right? I still have him. No, I still have him in my spreadsheet, so he's not been fired yet. As far as I know, we're, I we're, we're that... probably spending way too much time on Waldo Cortez Acosta, <laughs> don't you think? I, there'll I be there'll be time to talk about him in the future when he's making his title run. Yeah, right. Well, his title run started here, so yes, he was one. He was in a co-main event. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Plus, we're wasting too much time. I need to tell you about our World Cup contest because it's World Cup time. We're we are brought to you by the SGPN World Cup Free Roll. $250 cash and $250 gift card to the winner. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN app, which you all should have on your devices. 
Make sure to check out all the World Cup content on sportsgamblingpodcast.com and make sure you check out uh, our friend Malcolm, the MLB. MLB Malcolm is hosting the World Cup podcast. So it's sure to be informative and plenty of laughs. So make sure you listen to that and get your merch at the SGPA merch store. Great MMA gambling podcast uh, gear in there. Gumby gear in there. Uh, we were saying they should make a, a we, we Move Lines shirt, but maybe they should make a James Cross Move Lines shirt. Don't you think? <laughs> Wouldn't that be, that'd be a better seller. That's um, probably, there's probably a, some sort of copyrighted name. name we're not talking about that James Cross, a different James Cross. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Anyhow, you can get all your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN merch store. SGPN gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for the degen in your life, whether you're related to James Cross or not. Plus, from now until Thanksgiving, that's what? This week coming for you people, right? Thursday? Correct. Oh, boy. That means everything's shutting down as of pretty much now, right? Sunday, everything just shuts down for five months while you celebrate Thanksgiving. No, they they, they, no. they keep. No, it's it's time for everybody to go shopping now. Yeah. Are, this, is the, this is the biggest time. So you have to work like what? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Is that when you have to work? Most people have to work that much. I, yeah. Oh, most I'm people. Monday, you're special, are you? I'm a, I'm a Monday, Tuesday guy. Yeah. Oh, nice. All right. So anyhow, from now until Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off the SGPN merch store when you use the promo code. Dan uh, requested the promo code Dallas Sucks. That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Promo code D A L L A S S U C K S. That kind of is like M I C K E Y M O U S C. All right. We got the next one wrong. This was a disappointment. Muslim Salikov is not old, apparently, Dan. Andre Fialo is some weird, um, some kind of weird cyborg or robot that was malfunctioning last night after the first round because Andre Fialo looked pretty good in the first round and then he just stopped fighting. He was, he, it was kind of like when a video game glitches he, or, or your controller dies. Um, he came out, he was in fighting stance. He would look like he was ready to fight, but he was not ready to fight. He somehow lasted until third round, minute three in. Then you got TK out spinning wheel kick and punches. So uh, the man can need a punch and a kick. But like I said, uh, someone forgot to charge up the PS controller and he just died and was just standing there and let himself get hit. I think it was a there, there was a kick to the body that that yeah, shut just him changed down. the complexion of this fight. Yeah. And he was he was still functioning. It wasn't like a liver shot. It was probably like a solar plexus shot or something like that. I guess but after he, he got, <laughs> Yeah. But like he after upright. he got yeah, after he got hit, it was like it, it, you could tell something changed in him. Um, and everybody was like, ah, I'm not sure what happened. I'm not sure what happened. And I wasn't sure at first either. And then I remembered like he had taken a couple of spinning back kicks right to the gut. And like since then hasn't really thrown anything. So I, in retrospect, I'm pretty sure that that's what happened. It's upsetting too, because we had them both as a recommended play. He looked yeah. great that first round. Like that first round is what I thought the fight was going to look like until it was over. Um, and then a couple of those big kicks from Salikov just, uh, completely changed it. His aggression, I think changed in this fight. Uh, even when he was losing Salikov looked much yeah. better. Yeah. So he's six and two in the UFC. It's not like he just looked bad his last fight. So maybe he's still okay. It's hard to tell. Cause this was a weird one. Um, even though he, and he's old, he's 150 yeah. years old. Oh, uh, he looks, he looks <laughs> 155 years old. He looks even older. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say it's a weird one, but it was a weird one because of him. Like if if it was the uh, if it was some of his blows that shut down Fiello, then more power to him. So anyhow, this was a pick on that we got wrong. Sally, we got the next one right. I think everyone in the world hopefully got the next <laughs> one right. Jack Della Maddalena. Um, up to that point, we didn't have a heck of a lot of 
exciting uh, fights or finishes. Um, but Jack Della Maddalena came through, just picked apart Daniel Roberts for the whole 324 of the first round. Uh, the only remarkable thing is that Roberts uh, survived. But yeah, this man is so good. Yeah. Um. The here's the the thing that changes for me because like obviously like you said everybody had this the odds were astronomical minus four seventy. Yeah. Yeah. The the thing for me that was the most impressive here and the thing that makes me at the end of the day be like, ooh, this is a new thing we saw out of Jack Della Maddalena or a new reason to love Jack Della Maddalena. His striking defense was so good in this fight. How many times um, did you get hit? Do you know? So. It, yeah, so I, I I looked it up. I looked it up. Thirty three punches thrown by Danny Roberts. Thirty three okay. significant strikes. Thirty three total strikes. So all of them were significant. Yeah. He landed five. <laughs> he landed five out of thirty three shots in this fight for Between the tune of Damian Maya defense. Never dude, get that's, hit. Yeah, that's fifteen. Per- the thing about Damian Maya though is. It wasn't a percentage thing with Damian Maia. Yeah. Damian Maia never <laughs> got throw. hit because he was like, he was on you uh, yes. and you couldn't throw. Yeah. This was, he was throwing. He was throwing yeah. a ton. Yeah. And he still just could not touch Jack Della Maddalena, who is bouncing in and out of range. Great head movement. Like, so we've always known he's dangerous with the hands. We've always known his boxing sharp. We've always known he has power. The The elusiveness really picked up to a new level here. And again, Man, if you can buy stock in a fighter right now, Jack Delamedal might be the one. Can't wait to see him in Perth in a couple of months. Yeah, that should be something that you can buy stock in. So any any entrepreneurs listening, come on, let's go. Um, fighters need more money too, so you should be able to buy stock in Jack Della. Yeah, um, he just keeps getting better and better. Um, the patience too, like he, he didn't didn't. Um, yeah, he didn't bail. He didn't ball out for that. Yeah, that finish exactly. the first time he stunned him because he got two knockdowns, right? Yeah, he, he, he wound up finishing him on the second one. Yeah, because he he knew obviously he knew that uh, you'd be able to keep doing what he's doing, and he was uh, safe enough on his defense. What uh, camp is he out of? He's not out of the. Um, uh, that's a great question. City kickboxing, is he? I don't believe so. No, because I think no. he fights directly out of Perth, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. okay. Um, which is a different. Hang on, I'll put the intern on it. You go right. ahead and. Uh... Yeah, uh, I'll keep talking. Um. It's a shame that we're going to talk. We talk more about Waldo Cortez Acosta than Jack Della Maddalena, but regardless, um, yeah, he, um, yeah, didn't get hit, so hopefully he will be able to fight in Perth in a few months. Which, so basically, it was a perfect scenario for probably for him and the UFC and for the fans in Perth. So uh, we did hit that one minus four seventy. Has the intern figured out where Jack Della Maddalena trains at? from uh no uh the intern keeps looking uh but oh, I, I don't I, I see something scrappy mma and fitness sure <laughs> yeah it's, i mean it, it's a fitting name if he says he's, he's yeah, as scrappy it, it, as they get ufc.com says he found that a place so um, maybe he's still there but that's where he started his journey but doesn't matter he uh apparently knows what he's doing so whoever is coaching him uh is doing a good job so yeah they're doing a great job Keep and this is yeah, it's probably best case scenario for everyone involved because it didn't take any damage. So uh, UFC can get him right back in uh, on the Perth card if they want. And then everybody's happy. The promotion, the fighter, the fans. So hopefully that is the case. Um, so I, I forgot to tell you about bonuses. And Chukwu, Selikov, and Della Madalena are the bonus winners up to this point. Um, and then to open up the main card, flyweights, Charles Johnson, Rob Chagas Chumagulov, Robbed the right into, into retirement. Split decisions 29-28, 28-29, 29-28. Douglas Crosby was the only 
was the only uh, judge on the right side of this, which is strange. So maybe maybe we all saw the fight wrong because Douglas Crosby is not usually someone you can rely on. But we'll, we'll take it. We had Johnson at minus 160, but he did not win that fight. I don't think he won that fight either, but I do think it was closer than people realize because because very clearly Johnson won the third. Yeah, very it was clearly. the second. It was the second round that. Um, yeah, I don't see. I don't see yeah. how Johnson won that round, but um, especially when you look at the stats and stuff, there's no. He didn't win any category in that round, but yet he was given that round on two judges' scorecards. Douglas Crosby, like I said, is the one who scored it right, which I don't say very often. Yeah, and I think probably the thing for me in that one is if like you really thought that the punches he were he was landing were really impactful, which yeah. on the broadcast they didn't look like it, but maybe that's that was hard to see from cage side because uh you know like it, they were more impactful than what Chalgus was landing, but Chalgus had the grappling going and stuff like that too. So yeah, it, it was a it was definitely not the right call. By the way, only one media scored it wrong, and that's Combat Press. They they gave it to to <laughs> who, are, who who would ever work for them though, right? Uh, no, no, you're, you're, I'm thinking of something else. Never yep, mind. Yep. You're thinking of a different place than I, I occasionally do work combat, for. Uh, combat, combat press, press I'm is, sure is, is a great place. Yeah. They're the other ones who get it wrong all the time with your okay, dog, okay. Um, who, by the way, will pop it up later on in this, this one too. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yes, sir. All right. So the, I went four and one gummy went three and two on the main card. And then we moved to the prelims zip through this Jennifer Maya. We got this one wrong. She looked, uh, much not much better, but she looked better than Marina Moroz on the feet. 30, 27, 29, 28, 29, 28 in a strictly striking battle. Bummer. I wanted to see Moroz win. She had some good momentum going, but momentum means nothing, apparently, because uh, Maya had no momentum going. Her momentum was dragging her down, but yeah, she looked very good. Yeah, we said this is people going in opposite directions, and yeah. what we really should have said is people in opposite parts of the division, because while they might have been going in opposite directions, one is still True. clearly like a top 10 person, and one does not yeah. belong in the top 15. Yeah, not at this point at least, so yeah. Too bad, we got that one wrong. That was the uh, one underdog, as Dan said, that went, well, actually the one real quote-unquote underdog that came through. Uh, we had to pick him a, uh, that, this fight, Maya, and then uh, plus 100 come through. That was it. So, uh, Miles Johns, the aforementioned Miles Johns didn't look particularly good. These guys were dying. Nothing to, happened. Nothing, nothing happened. happened. They were dying to get at each other so badly, though, right? And then they, and then they, they come were. out and they stand there the first round, do nothing, and basically did nothing the whole fight. Miles Johns did more. Uh, I mean, he did less nothing than uh, Vince Morales. It's a 130, 27, 29, 28, 29, 28. No, no issues with that score. And we had Johns at minus 140. Yeah, not 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 much to say here. Nope, because it was at not all. a good fight at all. <laughs> um. Ricky Tercios, the Galaxy Brain, came through for us over Kevin Natividad. Split decision, 29, 28, 28, 29, 29, 28. The right person won this one as well, not just because I, I picked uh, Ricky Tercios, but um, still don't know if I think he's still more weird than he is good, but he's definitely good at scrambling and always, always moving and never accepting um, a, a, a bad position. He's always uh, trying to make something happen and then gave an amazing. Uh, post-fight interview as dan said in uh in discord it was probably worth losing this uh, this fight uh <laughs> just to hear ricky tercios wish everyone uh, abundance and prosperity in their lives it's not just what he says it's how he says it too dude it and is it's so, it's much. so good i love that dude <laughs> he's he's like the interpreter with his like his emotion uh, the way he yeah. says things he really I, means it all 
I love it. Um, also, just the fun fact. So you're you're right. The right person won this fight. I gave Tercios one in three, and so did the two judges who I think got it right. Um, just a, a fun shout out to the fine people at Sherdog who were on opposite sides. Three of their writers <laughs> were on opposite sides. On. One gave it one gave it to Tercios, and two gave it to Natividad. Um, so first of all, two gave it to Natividad. They were two out of the three people who gave it to Natividad. Are and, they still going off old scoring? Do they think like takedowns count for something? I don't know. He, he had more takedowns, but he didn't do anything with him because he got reversed almost immediately. But anyway, yep. go ahead. So, so two gave it to Natividad. The guy from Sherdog who gave it to Tercios had it 30-27 for Tercios. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Too oh, good. Nice. Too yeah. good. <laughs> who's, um, I, I know the next gal is a Galaxy Brain. Who's the third Galaxy Brain on the card? Um, let's see. We, we had Demopolis, Tercios. Oh, and Charles Johnson. Oh yeah. He is yeah. kind of, he's <laughs> yeah, got yeah. wacky hair. He says wacky things too. I don't think I've really heard him say, yeah, yeah, I I interviewed him once. He's he's yes, an odd he dude. Yeah, yeah, yes. he's an odd dude. <laughs> but I think the three of them are like good kind of odd, not like bad like spread like Kyber Irving type. Uh, I think players. so. I think so too. They're all yeah. uh, we want to bring love to the world for the yes, most. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Which is yeah, yeah. yeah, they're the fine kind of Galaxy brand. So that's why we're celebrating them, especially Vanessa Demopoulos, who finally broke my my slump of not hitting any dogs. I was picking a lot of dogs too. Uh, it's not just me being chalky. I had a plenty, plenty of dogs over the past few weeks and it could not hit anything. I did hit on this one. Uh, it was nerve wracking this fight. Let me tell you who oh, Demopolis was on skates the last few minutes there as Maria Oliver pushed, uh, pushed to finish the fight. She should have fought like that the whole time and not let herself get grappled and then lie there and do nothing. But Demopolis, the fight played out how we expected it to play out or how we hoped it to play out 29, 20 across the boards due to her grappling. Her grappling is very good. Um, and she, well, not just due to her grappling. She did crack. Yeah. I was just going to say she, yeah, cracked, she cracked Oliveira in the first yeah. round. She knocked her down. Um, yeah. and then Oliveira very clearly nearly won th- or won the third round. Right. Yeah, um, which yeah, yeah, yeah. you want to hear a fun fact, a guy from yes. sure scored this 30, 26 for Vanessa Demopoulos. <laughs> really? interesting <laughs> yeah bad scorecard um but with that being said the judges all get this one right demopolis looked good in the grappling looked even better than she has in the past in the striking she seems yeah. to be coming along nicely yeah because she's not gonna fight someone with this physical makeup very often in, in her division and she overcame the inches of reach and dangerous striker so um i think she's gonna be limited or like her ceiling is gonna be limited just because she doesn't really have the physical tools but you know, she makes up for it with with grit and in grappling. But yeah, the T Rex arms probably aren't gonna and not like she's an explosive athlete or anything like that. It's probably not. There's probably gonna be a ceiling here, but she's a fun fighter regardless. Correct. Yep, I agree entirely. Yes. And then Bantamweight's Brady He Stan Dan told me is how it said. Uh, came through for me over Fernie Garcia. 29, 28, 29, 28, 29, 28. Um, I guess it played out the way both of us. Um. We're, we're saying it would Garcia clearly a better striker um, rocked. He stand, but he stand high fight IQ uh, shout out to John. He stand um, came through with the grappling and he, he knew he did not want to stand with Garcia for too long and took it to the ground and got me my minus 155. Yeah. Garcia almost got that knockout like 30 yep. seconds in. That was you uh, got the prop on that. I, I did it. The, the yeah. prop there was plus 800 on Fernie Garcia knockout. Uh, uh, so for him to, to put uh, he stand on skates like 30 yeah. seconds in and then not finish yeah. is kind of a bummer. But what a, I mean, this is a great fight. Um, I, I enjoyed both this and the Ricky Tercios fight. If they had given out fight of the nights, both of those, I think were, were good options. 
Um, but they went with the four finishes, uh, four performance bonus ones. So, yes. but yeah, he, he stand looks like he's improving. Um, you know, maybe that's very good. I don't think. I think it's v- I very think one note. I think his grappling is better than I thought. I yeah. think his striking is better than I thought. But to your point, like, yeah, he he needs to grow in this bantamweight division in order to be any kind of force. Like, uh, I think he would be a fun fight for whoever wins the uh, Jay Perrin Raul Rosas fight coming up. Like, yeah, like that. That's roughly where I see him at right now. He he can't move up too fast. See, you don't get uh, analysis like that anywhere else. Who else would be booking a fight uh, for he stand with? Uh... With with uh, those two fighters coming up, so but th- that's how forward looking we are. And then in the opener, I got it wrong. Um, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, um, this is the only one I'm on the right side of, and yeah. you're on the wrong side of. So I'm gonna we're gonna talk about this. And one Gumby minutes. hit it. The opener again. <laughs> Gumby is is the uh, king of the opener now. Natalia Silva got herself a bonus. Uh, TKO spinning back kick as Teresa Blade had ducked down, which is never a good thing when someone's <laughs> throwing a back kick at you. <laughs> and then punches. Blade is tough. Blade is a good wrestler and grappler. Blade cannot strike, even though she she trained with Manon Firo. Natalia Silva can can uh, strike, that's for sure. And she had uh, it came out of gas tank too. Uh, maybe it was body shots that tired Blade out, but yeah, Blade was shot by the end, and then she got put out of her misery. So a couple of things here. Number one, this is a great cautionary tale to remind you that who somebody trains with is not always a great piece of analysis because uh, I can go train with Mike Tyson for a week and it doesn't make me a world champion boxer. Um, But also, in addition to that, I'm just going to say this. Teresa Bleda is very young. Yeah, and and I I think her striking is not that bad. I, I don't think it is anywhere near being on the level of Natalia Silva, but that's because I think Natalia Silva is a beast. I think yeah. Natalia Silva is going to make a run up this flyweight division. I think she's going to do it fast. I think if you booked her with Molly McCann tomorrow, she'd knock her out. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I think, I think I'm on board now uh, for sure with Natalia Silva. I, I'm thinking Blade is going to be on a short leash though. Cause like her style is not Dana White favorite type of style. That's why she didn't get signed in the first place. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right, but she did just take this fight. It wasn't exactly on short notice, but, like, I think she had a little bit more than a month to prepare. But, like, you know, she kind of filled in and helped them fill out a card. So, like, she might have a, a two or a three fight leash, but she's one of those fighters, unless you give her somebody she can grapple right now. Yeah. It's not like she's going to put people away on the feet, and until she shows that she's, like, got the the skills to go three rounds like she's going to need to to get it down so yeah i I think there's a a a huge potential for growth at only 20 years old um and especially she's got great physical makeup right she's huge uh but at the same time like yeah she she can't be in there with people like natalia silva yeah yeah Uh, we we found that out i found that out the hard way uh, unfortunately so um but that's okay um Happy, happy for Silva, happy for Dan to have his small victory here. So I went eight, <laughs> eight and three, one hundred ninety-one dollar win. So that is that was early uh, season, Jeff, or actually what two thirds of the year, Jeff came through again. I'm still down four hundred eighty-five bucks. So I'm gonna need. There's still more. time. There barely, Dan. There's what three more events left. Three so, events. Yeah. Um, I'm sixty-five percent hit rate. Um, Gumby went six and five, lost hundred thirty-two bucks. He's down twenty-eight hundred almost now, fifty-nine percent hit rate. Is there still time, Dan? Can you win? I mean, I'd have to win each week. For... I think I'd have to win every fight, right? And yes. even then, maybe not. No, you'd have to hit underdogs. Well, I don't think we've neither of us have ever 
went a thousand bucks in the week picking every fight. I don't think. And no, I think I, we've been, that, we've been about five hundred. I think before. I, I might be ready to concede. There's not enough time <laughs> for that one anymore. <laughs> yes. All right. Recommended plays did not go well. Uh, Dan went one and three, lost fifty two bucks. I went one and two, lost thirty nine bucks. So Dan's down two hundred and eleven bucks. He's There's still time 30... for that one. There's still time All right. for that one. <laughs> You're hitting forty six percent of your recommended plays. So this is why he's getting a little wild now with with the picks. Um, I am still up, but barely. Eighteen bucks, nineteen bucks. So hitting 61%. So yeah, I need to uh, do better there as well. So um, now the UFC is leaving us, sadly, um, because you guys have that big Thanksgiving where the world shuts down except for shopping, as you said. Um, December 3rd, they are back. They're actually going, though, away. They're going to the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida um, for very interesting main event, Stephen Thompson versus Kevin Holland. Uh, then we got Brian Barbarena, Rafael Dosens, Anjos, Matias Nicolau, Matt Schnell, Tai Tuivasa, Sergey Pavlovich, Derek Brunson, Jack Hermanson, Eric Anders, Kyle Dacus. That's a pretty stellar uh, main card for a fight night. It's on ESPN, so maybe that's why. Hot take. Any of those fights would have been a better main event than this one. <laughs> yep. It's true. It's true. Yeah, and even uh, I'll run down quickly the prelims. Prelims even have a bunch of names that, that are household names. Nico Price, Philip Rowe, Angela Hill, Emily Ducat, Clay Guida, Scott Holtzman, Michael Johnson, Mark D. Casey, Darren Elkins, Jonathan Pierce, Tracy Cortez, Amanda Hibas, Nathan Levy, Gennaro Valdez, Marcelo Rojo, Francis Marshall, and Yasmin Uragai Estella Nunes. So, Waregi, Waregi. Oh, Reggie, excuse me. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> I remember now, Reggie, Reggie. Um, yeah, some of those fights may be better than the main event as well. Uh, Cortez There's definitely Hibas. one that's higher profile, right? Like Cortez, Cortez Hibas, Hibas or yeah. Elkins Pierce would be better main event. <laughs> yep. Even uh, yeah. Rita Holtzman. Maybe even Hill Ducote. You never know. Yeah, this is a good fight card. A yeah. real good fight card. Yeah, they're 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 loading up this one, and it's it's deep too, right? Like you just yeah. rattled off um, all of those fights. That that was nine prelims and six main cards. That's fifteen yeah. fights. Yeah, uh, I guess because they want to sell some tickets because it's not in the Apex, it's in the Amway Center. So sell some tickets, and it's uh, the the full event is on the big ESPN too. So yeah, they're pulling out all these stops here. It's a very good fight card, and that's well, wild too, being that it's a week before a pay-per-view too it is yep. very rare that back-to-back weeks like that we get such a loaded fight because the pay-per-view yes. too man not that we're jumping two weeks ahead here but the pay-per-view talking about some of these prelims the early prelims on the pay-per-view has chris curtis joaquin buckley has edmund shabazian dolce Lugiambula. the regular prelims has darren till versus dreykus duplitis and yair zinho rosenstreich versus chris Dawkins. like dude the, those fights are nasty too it is back-to-back weeks so It'll make us, uh, it'll reward us for our, our down week here. So we're going to have to um, have to rest up. I guess no podcast over the next week, right? So we can get ready. No, of course. We've got three more for you this week. <laughs> of course. We're going to be back in your ear holes tomorrow with, um, I'll just make it, uh, leave it a secret because no UFC this week. So we've got three shows coming up that we will be giving you picks for non-UFC events, which are always fun um you can learn some things and gumby is been pretty good at hitting some pretty big dogs on these cards so definitely uh listen to that uh discord i told you about that lots of fun get in the discord sgpn mma is the handle on twitter the the blazing tire fire that is twitter if it's still around when you hear these words that's where that's the account gumby runs i'm at jeff fox writer he's at gumby reeland 
all our writings on various sports, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. My MMA writings that aren't on sportsgamblingpodcast.com are on my Substack, moneymma.substack.com. And we'll tell you more about Gummy's other podcast, Top Turtle, later on in the week when we uh, have to kill some more time. We've killed enough time here. Um, I'm, I'll take you home. We're going to be back, like I said, in your ears on Monday with a breakdown of a mystery event. Uh, until then, I will remain Salsa Boy, Jeff Fox. Gumby will remain King of Kung Fu. Gumby Reeland, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Bye.